the window had been busted out and our gear, part of our gear had been stolen. Uh, there's nowhere to play up here at all. I'm sitting there kind of by myself, like waiting for my manners. And, and the mirrors, like they, the mirrors kind of like spin open like 90 degrees, like they kind of rotate open. And all these women in sexy lingerie can come walking out from behind the mirrors. I'm just well, going to throw this out there that it almost sounded like you were kind of the dark side sometimes of the scene. Just when I parted ways with monuments and so it was a really, really desperate time of my life. At the end of it, our bass player told us, like, he just looked at us and was like, yeah, this is my last show. So, like, basically back to the beast era. Dealing with this alcohol intake and we're at a Christian festival and we're supposed to be a Christian band. I was kind of like, man, this, this sucks. This is not a good look. Welcome back to season two of Dark Side of the Scene. I'm Brandon. I'm Ed. He's Ed with his finger in his nose. And our <laughs> guest tonight is Andy. Hey, everybody. As of right now, no one's watching. Yes. <laughs> kind of so, how I figured it would be. So, so like, good. how do I how do I do rants like now? Do I still do them before we talk to him? Yeah. <laughs> here, I could throw him down here for a second. No one can see him. Right, and he's gone. <laughs> now it's just you and I. But she's still there, though. Yeah, I can just bring him back. It just knocks him off the screen. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's got like a little weighty room. It just well, I have like a to... few of them since it's been like months since we did this. So I just got to catch up, or I could just do one one every time. The secret is everyone thought we kept doing episodes, but we stopped recording episodes in fucking June. Right, <laughs> we had stuff come all the way out to like November. Right. But yeah, so we've actually been on a break from Dark Side for like six months. But how it rules. It, it feels so long ago. So this but is yeah. why, so I can smoke crack on the air, right? Yes, you can. We've got uh, a <laughs> everyone out there watching. It's just guitar loop, everybody relax. Ed smoking well, crack on live TV. <laughs> All right, well, so I guess we'll do it in our natural form. It's how we, we rant about something before we start interviewing because, you know, everybody's got to rant. And I have a good one. Like, so I saw a great show in November. I'm not going to say what band it was. It was like a cool tour, right? And I noticed this was in Grand Rapids. And, like, it was like a packed, I would say a packed venue, right? And I thought it did well. And like, I, I noticed, like, later on when they're in Minnesota, they're like, Thank you, Minnesota. Every band from that tour congratulated Minnesota. But it was like, didn't you? Is it a weird thing that some bands just go and on tour and not like say thank you every night to every city they go to? Like, is that a shitty thing to do? Because I think it is. They don't announce the city that they're in? Yeah, like they didn't. they made a big deal about playing some other city, but they didn't say anything about Grand Rapids. And I thought that was kind of shitty. In my opinion, like, I feel like, I don't know, if I was on tour, I would thank every city I went to, but they just did different ones. And I'm like, why? Like, those people are just as special as anybody else, right? They're pretty big. Yeah. Pretty all, all three of them. All three of them on the package. Yeah. That's kind of I even had, I, I even had, like, a, that's funny. We had an extra 
person. No. Uh, <laughs> well, I even got my friend Ricky, shout out to him. He bought me like a VIP tickets for it. And like we got to meet the main band and shit, which was kind of weird. I think VIP is kind of like stalkerish. So I felt very awkward. But like even then, like they didn't thank every city. I just think that's kind of fucking weird. And every band did that for that, that town that mattered like thank you minnesota every pays like is somebody control all their uh their socials that they dad just like put certain cities like if they went to la thank you la you know what i mean does that make sense all it is that a rat is that shitty of me to say we got a daryl johnson in here we got a steve dixon giving us a good old eggplant emoji there's a pop-up on the screen uh, up- upgraded from the eggplant emoji to actually just sending a picture of an eggplant. Yes. <laughs> anyway, that was that was my rant. I just thought that was kind of shitty of like that door to do that. Does that make sense at all? Is it possible they forgot? No, because they're pretty big bands. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would think you all should be grateful. One band hasn't toured here since like 2000. I want to say 19, maybe 17. And like, because they're from overseas and it's like, well, you should be grateful, you know, things are good. We should all be grateful things are good. You know, like, as I said before, we had so many shows get lost because good old fucking pandemic fun. So, I don't know. That was a rant and I thought that was kind of shitty. I don't know of the bands to do that. Some bands are just fucking dumb. I Maybe it's just social media handlers. I don't know. I just found that fucking weird. Like it was a packed show, I tell you that. I've always thought it was strange when a band, a local band, I won't name names, but uh, they've come to play like shows with us, and like we've been in like a garage or something. They're like, "What up, Indiana?" Like this is a fucking garage. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you're you're playing to like five people. I'm all about that. It's not so much the garage, it's just like, what up, Indian? I want to see you guys get fucking gnarly. I'm like, <laughs> we're in the like, fucking guy's like, garage. What the fuck is going to happen? Burn a garage out. I, I thought Andy was, I didn't realize your outfit, what it was. I thought it was a Wendy's outfit, like, you got off work or something. Now I see his van. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a Wendy's outfit. Did you bring me some spicy nuggets? Did you bring me? Yeah. I, I learned how to make a. The, the fucking like frosties I made too much one time that I had like a whole little jar of it for months and I'm like this is disgusting I want to eat frosties that's that so do I do it do I do another rant before we start or should I save that for we'll time? just we'll save it for next time anyone out there listening all six of you that's our giant fan base we have right now <laughs> appreciate you guys this season's going to be a little different obviously you can tell everything's going to be live streamed Obviously, the episodes will still be released on streaming platforms every Monday. Just the audio version. The video version will eventually be on YouTube. For whatever reason, this was supposed to be also on YouTube. And I was unaware that they have a 24-hour waiting period before they will allow you to live stream on YouTube. Right. So that that's a interesting thing. It says go live, so you click go live. It says, oh, you, there is a 24-hour waiting period. Like, well, that's not live. Not <laughs> going to expedite that process with Ed smoking crack on the pro- stream. Pro- probably not. <laughs> it's another 24 hours every time. 
Shout out to Daryl. Can you guys see this when they pop up on the screen? I'm yeah. driving a semi on the way to California. Isn't that dangerous to watch podcast? Watch a podcast while driving a semi? It's hands free. Hey. It's just got to hey. be hands free. Yeah, but like hey. he's got unless he's listening, but unless he's watching it, that's I've seen a lot of semi videos. <laughs> yeah. Why do you keep having the crack pipe out? Like, I don't know. It's, it's a fidgety. It's, it's just a it's guitar loop. Like my new cameras over here. It just looked like the closest thing to a pipe that I have. <laughs> All right. But no, so, basically, we yeah. really have a new format. <laughs> no, we we want to keep you on here, Daryl. <laughs> you just be out there watching and just making sure uh, don't take anyone out. <laughs> My camera's slow. That's funny. Oh, well, I'm fucking old school. Slowly getting a little bit more people. Now we have eight viewers. What's up, people? Anyone that wants to leave comments, comments pop up on the screen. So if you oh, guys shit. got questions for us, make sure to uh, let us know. But I think I'll finish what I was saying. This is how the new format for season two is going to be. So anyone that wants to be on dark side of the scene, I would always tell you to email me but I refuse to pay 80 fucking dollars to update that email. So the email is <laughs> dark side of the scene at gmail.com. The branded at dark side of the scene.com is not being renewed. Cause I'm not giving them almost $90 just for that email address. Wait, you changed it <laughs> for season two. Yes. Because it's going to the one year email oh, address. Shit. They're trying to renew me for like 89, you 90 a, a month. You're going to need to send it and message in case somebody doesn't. Cause I asked, Oh shit! Yeah, okay. it'll it'll be all right. I all right. still have access to that email until March, but come March, it's gonna just go back to dark side of the scene at gmail dot com. Dun dun dun. Unless someone wants to send me eighty dollars, and then I'll keep the same email address. But we don't make money on this podcast, so I'm soft, not paying anything. You have soft hands, right? For hand jobs, I do have soft hands, but you know what? I'm a city boy. <laughs> not really. I'm the fucking country. I was going to say, what? <laughs> Sweet. So, yeah. We, uh... What up, Matt? Ed's out here smoking the crack pipe. Got to. It's been a, it's been a while since I've been out this late. So, well, I think that it takes care of the business. Hope yeah. we lost a couple viewers. They're like, oh, God. <laughs> Ed's smoking crack. They had to leave. Uh, well, yeah, Andy, it's your show now, uh, buddy. Andrew, tell us about yourself. How long have you been? Well, we're just, we're just getting like, I met Andrew through a guy named Jay Engel, and well, his name was Eric Cav, and I'm like, what kind of fucking name is that? Because I just thought that was his real name. Yeah. I thought maybe you had like hippie parents, but you have an actual full name. I do. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm Andy, but my like, when I had Facebook, it was, I apologize. My dog is like, or radio. Uh, uh, yeah, on Facebook, it was Air Cab, and I started that back in high school um, because I didn't want to be found. So I decided like, I'm going to post dumb shit on Facebook. So it's good for when I get interviewed for a job that it's hard to find that. So I'm like more hireable and maybe less fireable down the road. <laughs> so, 
Um, yeah, that's what became the Facebook name. And then coincidentally, anytime like I would meet somebody or they would friend request me, they would think my name was Air for like right. until they met me. <laughs> but yeah, I've been playing guitar since I don't know, twelve years. Well, thirteen years, something like that. And used to live in Denver. Uh, and I moved here about six years ago and <clears throat> had never played in the band before and went to some open jams. So I get sick of playing by myself and uh, uh, found, uh, ran into some folks and Jamie Botstill asked me to come try out for the band and I did. And the rest is history, really. I've been playing with Praise the Fallen for five years uh, since then. And we've been putting out albums, writing music and playing shows and, and dealing with the same shit probably a lot of people deal with, you know, within the music scene. So what made you move here? Like, I never, I guess I never asked this. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, um, Denver was great. You know, obviously like Colorado, living in Colorado is a lot of fun. You can do stuff outside all the time. Uh, and I'm a geologist by profession. So I moved out here for a job. Uh, it was kind of, kind of an opportunity I couldn't turn down and, uh, met my fiance here and, joined the band and bought a house and doing the whole life thing. So yeah, I moved out here for work initially and didn't know a soul. And that's kind of like what made me start going to open jams is just being fucking bored. So I would work and sit in my apartment and play guitar and was like, I should go meet some people. Right. <laughs> I just started going to the open jams. Yeah. And then, you know, now I know you and, you know, a handful of other people that, you know, are in I'm bands. Sorry you know me. <laughs> so yeah that's kind of that's the the story in a nutshell wow so like you weren't in bands in colorado no no i had i had a band in college actually uh okay no we sucked you know what i mean like <laughs> as you do uh but we actually went to like this battle of the bands and like everybody else was playing like i don't know like soft ass shit and we did a cover of War Pigs and like a Metallica, like Iron Maiden medley. We actually yeah. won the Battle of the Bands. So we got to open up for Shaggy, which. Wait, the rapper? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, but like, dude, here's. This is. I may be part of the dark side of the scene is like sure. Shaggy comes and like we're opening, right? And like, I don't fucking know anything, dude. I have like a Fender Frontman, like two by 12. Somebody's playing with a line six spider. We're using the rental drums from the chapel that they use for church. And like, we're playing in like a field house, like an arena. It's where the football team practice and this big ass stage. And we get up and they're like, okay, go ahead guys. And I'm like, you guys aren't going to like mic us or like, what are we doing here? And they're like, oh yeah, I guess we could do that. They're like, like happy instruments. And like, yeah, it was a, it was a piss parade. Well, like that's something that happens a lot that I've noticed is like one, you don't get the full beans on the sound system, and two, like depending on the venues you play at, it's almost up to the band to really control their sound because like you don't know if you're getting the house sound guy or like Tom, Dick, or Harry that they fucking were like, here's two hundred bucks, can you come like press knobs and shit? They have no idea what the hell's going on. I I feel like I say this to my friends that like, how come nobody aspires to be sound guy but then i get shut quick because then usually the good sound guys are taken and they're actually like got a job somewhere so like i don't know I, I i feel like not enough people aspire to be a sound guy 
or maybe they see it's, it's kind of one of those things because if you're actually a good sound guy you can actually work for somebody huge but some people i would feel like there would be not a lot of people that want to deal with traveling that's because or or they're scooped up by like a bigger venue that you you barely see them because they have like a job somewhere like i don't know what's that theater downtown south Bend, like the morris yeah but I think I know some of the sound guys that work there sometimes, but it's probably, I don't know. Like yeah. it to be like a house sound guy, it's probably not like a secure gig, right? So you're like, fuck it, I gotta do something else. But if you're committed, you're on the road with the act, probably as their house sound. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I I feel like some people don't like that life either. I mean, I guess you would if you're younger. Yeah. And it pays all right, but like it's just like any kind of tour it's like you might make money you might not unless the sound guy's guaranteeing something then like you might be banking banking i don't know it depends it could know. and this is not a knock on anyone in particular because some venues around here have great sound but i have a sneaky suspicion like if you're playing venues in nashville the sound is probably on point oh yeah you got a you got a job for life if you got a drop some yeah you got a job for life if you're in nashville but the, um, the venues have gigs monday through sunday probably well i know i know a guy uh, his name's dustin he like is actually a t- sound guy and he's horse i think well he's like every he's an everything guy I, I need to get him on here and ask him about all that shit he says he's gonna come on here but like i really want to know about road stories for from a roadie slash tech slash sound guy i definitely want to see that see that world of what it's like to be home and not be home and like i feel like it's not for everybody but yeah no anyway <laughs> anyway that was that was a tangent like i feel like not a lot enough people want to be sound guys in their lives <laughs> i posted this up in a lot of groups i'll probably get banned from groups for spamming but <laughs> what the the feed the bass player for chunks there yes that guy but he's not just a bass player. Oh, you talking about us? Like he spammed us? I spammed the live feed in all these groups on Facebook. Son of a bitch. So <laughs> it brings more eyes to the show, more awareness. Okay. And I'm probably getting my own per- It's for my own personal account. So if I get banned, fuck it, I don't give a shit. Oh, good. I'll teach you. Anyway, so back on the, the Shaggy thing. So did you guys get to meet him? <laughs> no. He's like, you're good. You guys play real well. Your two twelve sounds loud. I don't know. I assume he doesn't talk like he raps. But I didn't. I did get to meet the guy that played bass for them. Oh, I, I, I'm sure that guy's a professional. <laughs> yeah, if I remember right, he was playing like a five or a six string bass. I mean, to be fair though, I didn't like. I wanted to hear that like it wasn't me song, and then once they played that, I was like, all right, well, me. And other shit to do but yeah, cool. that was probably my first that was my like the first band i had ever played in and then i did play in a band because i was like working and traveling all the time after oh. college and just played by myself all the time and then yeah my dear, this is the second band i guess i've ever been in <laughs> that's wild i thought maybe you had like a onslaught of things coming from colorado dude yeah, i know it's yeah, I well, I used I traveled all the time. I have like I think I have five states left to visit in the U.S. So I'm bored. You're like a place. you're like a touring guy. Only you're not. Only the touring, the, 
is what I am. You're making money. <laughs> it was geologists on tour. I got one year I had like 14 W-2s and it was a fucking disaster to do my taxes. Fuck that. Taxing stupid. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you're like, all right, Indiana sounds like the place I need to be for my rock star dreams or well, it's got a job, a job here, huh? Yeah, I got a job here, and like initially, it was kind of like bummed out. I was like, Colorado's a fun ass place, right? But right, kind of knew like you can be happy anywhere. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. more people. I think you surround yourself with what you do with your time. Like I could play, I could be you know play music in Denver. I can do it here. You know what I mean? The the things that's not in Denver though is my family. You know, my fiance, obviously my band, and then. You know, there's there's kids. There's always there's always shit to do. So I was sweating it initially, but I found myself pretty content living here. Although, like when I did get to Indiana, I drove a U-Haul from Denver, and like you see the Crossroads of America sign, and I'm like, oh, that's fucking awesome. Like this basically <laughs> like shit, drive through this state, like don't stay. So I was a little hesitant at first, but it's been good. And. So how, before he left, how was the scene in Colorado? It was good then, like said, right? I mean, you know, I like I the hell of shows. I have to imagine it's pretty good for like local bands and up and coming bands because there's always shows. Like even at like I saw a Bodum at a pretty small venue that's probably like maybe the size of the Music Factory. Yes. And then I saw a Monomarth at another similar size venue, and there were like local acts on those shows. So I've got to imagine it's pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. Then you got like, you know, bands that come through that play at like, you know, where the Broncos play. I forget the name of the stadium and shit, obviously. You know, okay. We're getting that gig, but nice. It was cool. Everybody was super friendly too. Like the the musicians that I did. I mean, I'm much more immersed in the scene here. You know what I mean? But well, I guess immersed. I'm not like on social media and shit. But like, you know, I know most of the musicians around here. Um, it's a little different. I don't know why. I feel but, like a lot of the musicians around here have all been in bands with each other one way or another. It's like seven degrees to Kevin Bacon. It's seven degrees from everyone being in a band together. Well, not you because you're down south. Like, I only know, like, people because of this show, because, does that make sense? Sorry. Yep. Lost train of thought. <laughs> I know people no. from up north. I know people from Indianapolis. I know people from Lafayette. Like, I know okay. people just, I'm just saying, I know people from all No, I mean, yeah, because once like you, you get in a band, you start, like, you start making friends with people. Like, this is how mad this ass, this asshole right here. <laughs> yeah, that's the way. Yeah, I was like, that guy. <laughs> Well, like, and then I met you through Jay. I met you through Jay, though. Like, that's funny. Like, you were just some random dude that showed up at his house. Little, little known fact. Uh, actually, Andrew shows up in one of our videos. Yeah, he runs over. He runs over. Uh, our ex singer, or Dan, and then like, I think like, they run away. He's the, he's the cheater. He's the cheater. Like, yeah, like the Dan. The girlfriend in the video that he was <laughs> the, the blow up. Forgot, I'm gonna, yeah, well, she keeps burning into one. What's which is funny because shout out to Kelly for like actually like being cool about like being the the sleaze in the video. Like, she's super cool. Yeah, and, and Andrew's like, I want to be in a video, so he's like the cheating boyfriend, or he's the husband. He's I'm the, the boyfriend. I'm that hot piece of ass. See, 
<laughs> stealing stealing Lee Singer's women and <laughs> driving yeah. little pickup trucks. Which never happens that way. They always get the chicks, but Yeah, that's I guess. I mean that's why I you know. But yeah, I was at J we recorded at Jay's house and like yeah. Shout out to Jay for helping out and you're bringing people together. So Yeah, that was fun. I mean, it's like any I don't know. I think you guys like need posted something and like needed some help. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, why not? You know what I mean? I would do that. I did a video with autumn Academy too. Like, you know, anybody, I don't know. I, I would like, I would like to see like more collaboration in, in like within our music scene around here, within the region, Yeah. you know, like <clears throat> having, so like, I just got like, digital audio workstation and all this crap set up so I can finally like record shit and make music with other people. And so many talented musicians are out here, you know, but like very infrequently do you see like a collaboration with like this person from this band and this person from this band. And I think that would be awesome. That's true. I mean, I feel like that's not done enough. I mean, cause um, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> I don't see. I, I joked around that we should take uh, musicians that have been on this show at one point and have one guitar player write a song or write some riffs and then find one of the drummers, have to put the drums to, like, do a collaboration, a song yeah. from random people from this show. Drummers are pains the ass to deal with, though. Uh, they, the way drummers, to do it, they don't exist. The way to do it might be like like Jared Dines has done his, where it's like, look, you get this measure, do whatever the fuck you want, because like you know how things are, right? It's hard enough to put songs together with, it's hard enough to put a song together with your own band, right? Because like everybody has ideas, and you have to collaborate, and it's like you get like nine people on a song, they're gonna be like, no, do this part, no, this part goes there, this this is how this one goes, and then it'll just be an idea and never get done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. much. I, I know that. Yeah, I know that that feeling. <laughs> That's why I'm like, here's a song I wrote, so nobody argues with each other, whether they like it or not. I guess, right? But yeah, I, I could. What? What are you gonna say, Brandon? I was gonna say, shout out to the six people still watching. <laughs> shout out to them. So, I guess like moving forward. So you moved to go, or I should just say moved to Goshen. So you moved to South Bend all along, and like. Okay, uh, U-Haul, and then I think I, I you, your story, you were just like, well, I'm going to meet some musicians. I feel like being in a band. That's a scary thing to do, like, when you don't know anybody, but you did the smart way. You're like, hey, open jam. Yeah, and I like, it's actually funny. So, like, um, this is a funny story. So, like, Jamie, it brought me into the fold with the band, and, um, like, he had... Uh, another band going on at the time and like they got up at open jam and i was after that right and it's like a full band they had rehearsed and they're like did really well and i'm like the guy's like all right up next is air cab from colorado or something and i'm like does somebody want to play with me like i'm not just gonna stand up here and just play guitar so i think uh God, what's what's that fella's name who does he does. He used to play at the smokestack all the time. Would play drums. He plays a whole. Plays bass. Plays a million different. KJ. KJ Ooh. Hammerstein. KJ Hammerstein. Do you know him? Okay, I've heard of him. I don't know him. Yeah, he's, he's a good dude. And uh, cool. 
he was like, I'll play drums. And I was like, all right, like just hit the snare, like pop, 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 pop. We just, I started playing some heavy metal stuff and thought it sucked. But like afterwards, you know, Jamie approached me and he was like, I have a band. Do you want to like audition for it? And I was like, sure. He was like, you, I can tell like you're passionate about music because you played and performed like you were rocking out in front of a thousand people. And I was like, well, it might be that. It also might be that I'd been sitting in an apartment for three months by myself. So wild. It's a lot of jerking off. It was a lot. It was a big, it was a big circle. It helps the hands. Wow. No, that's cool. I I don't think I would have done that shit. Like that's pretty brave of you because like, as most people know, I started late. Like I started when I was like 28. Most yeah. people have fun when they're in their early twenties. Now I'm like 50 years old or something. I don't know how fucking old I am, but like, that's the funny thing is like in my other band, my old band used to be, we, we always try to find like another guitar player and it took forever. So it'd been funny if like I was still in that band and then like found you, but I would never go to open jams cause those terrified me for some odd reason. I don't know. They still have them, right? Like open jams in general. I think, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, the interesting thing is like previously I was all heavy metal, man. All I wanted to play, heavy metal, death metal. I was learning Trivium, Lamb of God, you know, that's all I wanted to learn. And then like, it's weird, like learning how to, we played covers in this band I had in college. So like, I thought I knew how to like write songs and put songs together and like playing with Praise the Fallen, you know, I've learned a ton about how to actually like put songs and structure songs where like my tendency is more is more more is always more like this should be 210 beats per minute and you know what i mean and then um i learned to kind of like hey there are sections that have to like slow down has to be melodic there it's it's not i always wrote thinking just about guitar but playing with the band now i write like thinking about like vocals bass drums the use of empty space it's been been pretty unique experience Host, host an open jam on open Thursdays at, at Rock Bottom. Bottom. Oh, Thursdays? That's a school night for me, Adam. Shit. Anyway. So, yeah, I guess there is an open jam around. I, I guess I knew that. I'm a dumbass. See, I don't pay attention. I have, like, this small attention span. See, this but, is kind yeah. of cool. We get the interactive experience with, like, if people are That is kind of cool. Maybe we'll actually save We'll save this podcast. You guys will save this podcast for the second season. Yeah. Also, I what's up, Adam? <clears throat> Shout out to uh, out the sorrow. Fuck that guy. I, I can't Adam. see who's all in here. Like I see there's six people, but it doesn't show me who's all in here. Unless you don't need to know. Comment. You don't need to know. But like, yeah, like that's one thing. Like a lot of people like forget is like the song is usually what matters, and not like I guess if it's not gonna be technical. Like, yeah, then you you know you have a singer you have to like include. You know, like chorus that, and, and yeah chorus it, like if you're trying to like build an audience you want some like you know catchy so catchy songs and you can still be heavy but, like catchy sure that's yep. how i felt like with our current band but like the dynamic has changed because like shout out to josh he does not sing clean so i think the guitar has to do more like m- melodic things that i do anyway so big brother's always watching steve always big bro- there's a big brother in my pants anyway so open open jam started your first got your first band like how 
that's kind of nerve-wracking just like it's exactly it's I, and i'm like thankful for it to be honest you know i love right. the band and we have a great dynamic um but it was like ner- nerve-wracking i had to like i was like interviewed you know what i mean which uh, i initially i was like a little like i don't know i was like holy shit this is serious you know what right. i mean but we like since that's how we've approached like bringing in other band members and stuff because nothing is more fucking frustrating than you need a member and you got people like yeah and they show up and they're like well you know i have this like you know little five watt amp and <laughs> i like i don't have a car and i don't have a strap yeah like shit like that so it's like you start to it's a good way to go about it you weed out like people that are just like yo i won't fucking come waste your time yeah didn't have to deal with that so yeah i mean started started playing with those guys we've been through some members you know probably we never stopped you know we've been playing that thing for for five years um but yeah it's been i haven't looked back i yeah i know first well, oh shit, we all know firsthand what that's like. Like, like looking for new band members is the most frustrating fucking thing you could think of. Like, you're already kind of like set back. I mean, you didn't think you needed that. You didn't think you needed that person, but you did. And it's like shit. And like, you know, again, in my previous band, I, I couldn't see how many fucking people would try to audition for like a guitar player or whatever. And it's like, one guy didn't even have a strap. I might have talked about it before. Like, you don't have a fucking bass strap? Like, I don't know. It's weird. I think people like the illusion of being a band, but not the work. And like like you said, this is your first band. So my previous band was my first band. So I had to learn, like, all this shit. Like, how, what not to do. Basically, like, how to get off stage and on stage real quick. Being courteous, <laughs> being courteous to every the, the rest of the bands. Because not only being courteous to this band some sound guys and like stage managers will knock your fucking time off if you take too long. Yeah. How many members or member have they had total? What? I don't know if that's that for me. Oh, good. How many members have you had in you? How many? (laughs) We've gone through bass players, drummers, Three, four? I don't fucking know. We had a bass player and drummer edition. They were fun, but like, they didn't feel it. I don't know, man. It's so many to count. A lot of it, I feel like too. It's like it isn't so much even about like the talent as a musician, but about like being a good fit and like be like having your shit together outside of the band allows you to approach the band professionally and be like committed and dedicated, right? Like. You have guys that are like, oh, like my my fucking, you know, this happened and I can't make it to practice because like my dog ate a traffic cone or I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? Like, which I say that and my dog is going to end up doing that. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know know what I mean? It's like, I feel like it's a lot about the people. What? What happened? It says in PTF. He wants to know how many members it was, I guess. Yeah, how many members in your band, Andy? Well, there's four in the band now. So we have Randy plays bass, Jamie uh, does lead vocals and rhythm guitar, and then Kenny plays drums, and then I play lead guitar. Um, so four, yeah, it's four piece. Sweet. 
Yeah. I think the I less people you have, the better it actually is. It's less people to deal with. There's a sweet spot for sure. I wouldn't mind a, sorry. No, I wouldn't, mind, I wouldn't mind a keyboard player, but like that way you don't have to like worry about backup tracks and shit, but keyboard players are fickle people. <laughs> They're sexual creatures. What are you talking about? Sexual creatures. <laughs> so I guess like the nitty gritty. So like as you're slowly being in a band and like learning all the ropes, um, what have weird encounters have, like what was your first like fucking nightmarish thing you had seeing as this was your first band? That's crazy. This was your first band, like your serious first band. Yeah. Aside from the cover band, but like. I mean, nightmarish thing. I don't think I've ever dropped a guitar on stage. Or I have, and I just blacked it out of my memory, and it's like buried somewhere that I'll I'll address later when I'm in therapy. Um, first nightmarish thing. I mean, at, like, like where you're like, oh, what the fuck? You know, one of those kind of like moments where you're like, oh no. So this is, and this is like something that I see a lot, which is like some strangely like misdirected like negativity and like infighting within the music. <laughs> what do you keep doing that? Sorry. <laughs> Just keep talking. Boy. And, uh, <laughs> we, we did a show back when Smith's was um, <clears throat> still a thing, I guess. Rest in peace. Anyway, yes. All right. Um, is that the place that burned down? Uh, yeah. Partially? Only, a- only after. Yeah. It was yeah, after a wicked guitar solo, the place just caught. Is that the place we played at with you, Ed? They had the two stories. It's like that was no, that was an outcart. Smith had like some huge stairs that you probably would have put never. You'll never you'll never forget the two fucking flights of stairs at Smith. No, like, that I yeah. never played there. Yeah, exactly. But we so like we played with we were there was a couple of bands playing before us and. So one band got on stage and like, you know, you have bad shows, right? Everybody has bad shows where like yes. whatever shit's just not going well. And they had a tough time. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was like, they were getting off stage and I was like, Hey, do you guys need help? Ha- like moving shit. Right. I always like try to help out the other bands and stuff, move shit and whatever. And this kid, I can't remember what instrument he played. He was like talking to his guitar player and like turned to me and was like, do not fucking talk to me when I'm having a conversation with my band or something. What? And like part of me, like the primal side of me was like, knock this motherfucker out. But I was just like, calm down. was like, all right, like that's fucking weird. And that was like the first thing that kind of took me aback. Like, and I know that that's something like significant, you know, but no, but it's the first impressions or everything. Like, that, yeah, you're and... trying to be nice and like to everybody. And then somebody just fucking gives you a lip. It's like, what? Whoa, dude. I don't dude, even know I you. Taken aback by it. I was like, dude, I was just trying to help you guys. Like, so yeah, I mean, we've also, dude, we had, we had a rough go. I don't want to necessarily call out the music venue. Sure. But have, well, basically, we don't name names. You just kind of like, yeah. Go but, at but, it. So we were playing this show with a national band that was on tour, and we are on stage within seven minutes of like the other band getting off stage. We are on stage, all amps ready, drums are hooked up, like everything. Our fucking drum kit is mic'd, and on two platforms. Maybe you've seen it. It we literally put these two platforms on stage connected two fucking platforms and it's 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 done right yeah 
the sound guy then proceeds to take the next 20 fucking minutes to get like sound right we played two songs and then they cut our sound and like we had probably sold like 35 tickets to this venue that was not close and dude we when like after this happened every single person like people bought hotels to come like see us play after this happened literally like 80 percent of the venue cleared out and like dude what didn't get our ticket money like you can name the city you just not say the name well there's only one venue in this city so what it was in Michigan. Was it? it was Michigan. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't want to like. No, you don't have to say it. It's just like you know. You know. When... I get it. Wow. Shitty, shitty situation. To be honest, um, uh, a little bit. Like, not... Was it like a Tuesday? <laughs> oh no! It was. It was a Friday night. Like uh, that's not bad. No. Wow. So no, she had travel. What I, felt, what I felt bad about was like one. Like people paid, right? And a lot of times it's like a local band. When you sell tickets to people, it, like unless it's a well-known band, right? Which it was a relatively well-known band, but they want to go see you. They want to go support you, right? And the, the like 30 something people get to watch us play two songs. And like yeah. that I fucking felt bad about, dude. We were like as a band, we were talking about like finding a way to try to reimburse our friends who bought tickets and people who bought tickets to the show. It was all around a shitty situation, but um, I was livid, and it was right. thing that my my fiance was there and was like, "Hey, let's let's not let's not escalate this to uh, like immature, uh, you know, let's be a grown up here." But that was shitty. So, like, I said, like, was it a bunch of bands on the bill, and then like, was no. it too many bands on the bill? One of those kind of situations. There were curious three openers and a headliner. Oh wow! That yeah, should have. It, it, it's as fucked up as I'm telling you. That 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 was so. And mind you, we had we had a 30 minute set. Had huh. had yeah. It was 25 minutes of the sound guy jerking himself off, and then we played two songs. Oh well. Because wow, and like, well, so did he fuck the rest of the guys too? No. Oh, he had. It was. I think it was a situation where like he didn't have the cables, or he didn't like know what cables were what. <clears throat> Basically, figured it out on us, and then I don't even understand what was so complicated about it because the band before us had the exact same setup. Like, I really, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Uh, wow. Yeah. And, was, and how long of a drive was it? I'm just curious for you Three, guys. Two or so hours. Gross. <laughs> I mean, yeah, gross. Yeah. Well, that is that is definitely like a nightmare thing because especially when you have to sell to was it like a paid percentage? Yeah, we were we were like supposed to get like I don't know, three or four dollars from every ticket and we sold thirty something of them. Like it wasn't an ins or like maybe it was five dollars. It was not an insignificant amount of money. If it was like twenty bucks, so they were like, all right, I don't care. Right, but 
like yeah. we use that money for merch and fucking like recording and whatever like whatever you do as a band however you manage your finances playing some shows and taking that money helps yeah wow that's that's wild i mean i <laughs> that's a fine example of when sound guys need to be slapped but what can you do yeah um, wow fucking no but, and that was that's definitely what we're talking about just like i'm not richard pryor did richard pryor smoke crack sorry anyway <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of oh what do you smoke look at that shit like a rapper <laughs> now i'm jealous but uh let me see okay so what was another any other incidences that like like that or is that like one of the that one sucks <laughs> i mean that's what it is that is one of the shitty ones that you could encounter. I mean, you get shit like I, I notice a lot of like um I don't know, just like like attitude shit, right? Where like I feel like specific and I don't I don't understand why this is, but like one of the things I've noticed is a lot of the negativity like between bands. You know, and it is in like I was always taught that, you know, you praise publicly and, um, you know, criticize privately. Right. And, um, I don't know where that comes from. You know what I mean? Because like by like all of the bands promoting each other, it makes the scene better. It makes everybody's lives better. Right. Like it's one thing to be like, yeah, like, you know, kick-ass show, like, you know, these guys are awesome, should have checked them out or whatever. And then, you know, after or later, privately, be like, hey, dude, a couple of these songs are kind of weak. Like, you know, these are my thoughts on it. Really, I appreciate that shit. If somebody tells me, like, hey, man, I don't want to be fucking told, like, all your music's amazing, but, like, tell me what sucks and what's not. I mean, like, actual band, like, band-to-band criticism? I've had, we've had that, yeah, at, like, at some concerts, at some shows, and also, like, some weird like shit with like different national bands, like some of the bands. So this is fun. We played with, I don't know if I should say the band's name, but they're, they were, it doesn't uh, matter. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these guys were fucking dickheads anyway, but all right, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we played with, um, I can't remember which band it was, so I don't want to say the wrong band name, but anyway, we played with the national band. They came through and like, they were so, we weren't like, oh my god you guys hi like we're opening <laughs> around and they were they were like yeah right we weren't <laughs> like, that. like i don't give a fuck we play at the rockstar lounge in fort wayne and they were like so like standoffish and like no you you guys can't be in here you can't be in here because they had like waters in the green ring and shit i was in fucking thirsty i'm gonna go get oil like you can't right. be in here the van was and they had this whole like holier than thou sort of attitude and I was like, hey, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but like we're playing on the same stage. So think about that. You know what I mean? That was a venue we never got to play. We almost did, but I think one of us couldn't like get it off. That was a good venue. I heard it turned into a strip club or was a strip club. It was a strip club. Yeah. Fuck. So like one of my favorite things about like venue when the sound have you have you played at the Hobart Art Theater? Uh no, not yet. Dude, I fucking love playing there. The sa- that's one thing that's like shout out to weird. Edward, huh? Right. Edward he likes the book there. Ed, not me. Yeah. Ed Rosenberry. 
Oh yeah. He also smoked there. Shout out to him. I just yeah, yeah. Him not anyway. He's good shit. But dude, like that's another thing that's like um at uh at venues, like even if you're the opening band, you're still the entertainment for the night. So there's no reason to treat the opening bands like shit. And at Hobart, they're always super cool. The sound is always proper. Uh, I love that venue. Um, that, that's good. We like to hear. Dude, the, this reminds the, me of, Okay. Then, sure. Another, another thing. Like, sure, sure. We played at Pierre's, and this sound guy is is no more. I fucking love that venue. Um, the sound guy is no longer there. Uh, and he's a very, very short gentleman, but like we get our drums up on stage, great. And our drummer plays a like five toms, two kick drums, like you know, it's big drum kit, plenty of cymbals. Where do you ever think maybe he should scale that down just a little bit? <laughs> Sorry, um, Richard Parge spoke correct. It's certain <laughs> venues, like, yeah, for but we don't really play those venues anymore, you know what I mean? Okay. And it's like part of it. It looks good on stage. It's already on a riser, and like I get that it's a lot, but it literally takes us like four minutes to put it up on stage, and it's all mic. Well, yeah, if you got, if you, you got know, shout out to Jason. I mean, how <clears throat> I see, but so anyway, dude, it's not that fucking hard. It's not like you know Mike Mangini's kit. It's no, no, a reasonable kit, and um, get up on stage, and this sound guy is, has all these shitty comments about the drum kit. He's like, oh, I got to go deal with these like mega death drums and this and that. My God. And so I finally, I was like, dude, just do your fucking job. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> so then during the show, he kept pulling the drum volume up and down, literally like cutting. Like, it was like he was like constantly throwing levels all over the place. And I know... God that it was intentional because the band before us sounded fine and had the same setup and the band after us sounded fine and had the same setup all because like I made a comment, like do your fucking job. Did you actually say that? Yes, I did. Oh, it, I was like, <laughs> dude, I was setting, I I'm, I'm normally like dull, right? My mouth, but it, I'm setting my guitar. It's just constantly running his fucking mouth. Oh my God, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. And these mega death fucking drums. And I'm like, dude, just do your fucking job. It's not hard. So in hindsight, I, I guess I'm a lot, than you are i kind of just like as long as i hear myself you know i'm one of those things but yeah i get it like it was pessimistic what are you motherfucker you're getting your money you know what i mean do your job (laughs) and after the show our drummer was like pulled me aside he was like did you see that guy the sound guy and i was like yeah and he was like dude that was the biggest midget i've ever seen oh my god (laughs) probably probably listening oh yeah yeah but Yeah, man, shit. Like most most of the shitty stuff has just been like weird interactions like that, or like do your fucking job. You know what I mean? Do your fucking job. No, I I get it. Like, but you mentioned bands coming up to you afterwards and like giving constructive criticism. I feel like if a band just comes up and starts criticizing you, that comes off like a dick move, though. Especially if you didn't ask for it, (laughs) right? Like, not so hey guys, you, you, this song you should probably do this and maybe Ooh. try doing it. Like, wow, dude, thanks. I guess I should like you. <laughs> I guess I should like give some context there. It's typically like, hey man, awesome with this, that, and this, and I'm like, nice. Like, how was this? What did you think of this? Then it's like, well, you know, this part kind of sounds like you know that. It's it's not like, hey, you guys kind of sucked, and here's why. 
<laughs> that's not the opener that I've, I've been greeted with. <clears throat> that's actually happened to me before. And anyone that knows me, they can they know by my reputation that I'm kind of blunt and can be an asshole because people ask me my opinion. And do you want me to tell you my opinion or do you want me to sugarcoat and just tell you, oh, good job? So they know what you really think. I was like, well, I wasn't really into it. They went around and started talking shit about me, saying I was an asshole and said they sucked. I was like, I didn't say you sucked. I just said I wasn't into your music. Like, you asked me to be honest. Like, get, if you can't handle honesty, don't get, ask. We get that a lot. Like, I kind of like the clean vocals only, but I don't like that harsh shit. Or it was like, I don't know about the the harsh stuff. Or, excuse me, I don't like, or I wish you'd do less clean Wish you'd vocals. do less screaming. Yeah, less yeah. screaming. Now it's all screaming, so haha, ha. you know, like now you'll never know that we were half a clean band. <laughs> I yeah, think we... I said it before on an episode, like we had video recording for when we played at a place here in Peru. <clears throat> and the lady back in the background, you can hear them like, now I hope to play some real music. <laughs> like we have it on the recordings, we're recording the video and you can hear fucking voice back. Maybe they'll start playing some real music. <laughs> oh, <help. laughs> yeah, let me just bust out some Skinner, you fucking cunt. Oh, dude, I got one. I just remembered. Hell yeah. What are you smoking? Is it don't taste like pineapple? It's crack. Me? Yes. It's crack. Yeah. Yeah. It's crack. Look at his eyes got huge. It is crack. <laughs> anyway. Crack. It right. so what's your story there? It's crack. Prayers light. up for Andy now. It's got the addiction over to him. Oh, yeah, I'm just perpetually delaying your ability to stream on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, so this isn't like this is a pretty gnarly Sorry. story, actually. So we went down to Kentucky to um, do like Battle of the Bands thing. And um, God, I don't even know if I should be telling this because it's dark, but like. No, it's part of Jay's Burgers part. looks pretty sexy there. Jay's Burger, Jay Bryant, Jay Angle Bryant. I don't call him Jay Bryant. Anyway, so get to the dark Kentucky. It's yeah. Like drink. Yeah, so it does. Um, well, first, like I just to give you some context of like where we were in Kentucky, sure. I had to take a piss and I asked the lady at the concession stand, like, hey, where do I go to the bathroom? Right. She's like, it's around the corner here. I'm like, OK. And it's didn't literally didn't have you one of these like, here you go. That's the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just like, here's the bathroom. It's right there. And it's literally like a brick building with no sign on it and like an opening. So I'm like, OK, the bathroom's in here. I walk in there and I hear this guy like, hey, hey. Whatever, I'm taking a piss and I come out. He's like, Hey, man. He's like, I don't know where you're from or like who you think you are, but here men do not piss in the women's bathroom. And I was like, I was like, Where does it fucking say it's a woman's bathroom? And he was like, Right there. It's this little fucking piece of paper. I'm like, Dude, like he was like ready to fight me about it. I was like, It was an accident. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm at a band. Yeah, man. But so anyway. Battle of the Bands, and there's like, I don't know, like eight bands. And amazing fucking bands, by the way. Like, everybody was super fucking talented. But like the fourth band that like goes up, this guitar player literally has a heart attack on stage and dies. And like, the ambulance comes, they put the thing on him that automatic automatically does chest compressions. And I feel like I've heard this, but I don't know where. You probably have, because it happened. And like it was fucking crazy. So like we didn't know what to do. 
right? And got all the bands together and we're like talking to his band. We were like, what should we do? And they were like, he would honestly want you guys to keep playing. And it turned, I mean, it was, I thought we were playing amazing, but what it turned into was like, cause it was like a traumatizing experience. So we're all a little, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but like I maybe had like nine too many beers before we played. So I'm up there thinking I'm killing it and then watch the video back. Cause I'm like, yeah, I hit like one of those notes. <laughs> <laughs> nine beers. Fuck that. I don't think I can play after two. I can't like, I don't. Yeah. I, I could have like two beers, but then you, I, I start to lose like the Whitley's, you know what I mean? I lose, lose mental focus. <laughs> yeah. I've never played drunk. Like I will, you know, pride myself. I've never played drunk. I like, I just don't know if I could do it. I have very infrequently, but that was one occasion. Just higher crack. Just right. high on crack. That's why he's always fast. He's always ahead of tempo. I guess. But wow. Well, so, so the good crash and you did, you didn't do so well as basically happens because somebody died, man. I hope, I hope he, you guys did him justice or that stage is now haunted. No, we, I, it was, so initially there was going to be like the winner was going to get, I think like, like $6,000 or it was a pretty big, like sum of money. Damn. I did. It was like a big sum of money. I mean, it wasn't six grand. Maybe it was like 2,500 or four grand or something. That's still a lot of money. in like, a lot of money, right? it was something yeah. with four, four digits and sure. like, all the bands decided that like every win, every bit of money is going to go to that guy's family. So that's cool. I mean, unless yeah. unless see if like faked it and then like this this how and i'm <laughs> shouldn't joke about that oh, that was fun dude i mean rest in peace guy i mean that's the way anybody should go just doing something they loved you know or I mean? dude, like, like honestly if so there are like two ways right like i would go out one would be like okay like i'm ripping a gnarly solo and boom, like get struck by lightning heart attack would be all right but like that would be one way to go out the other way for me would be to wear a wingsuit into the updraft of a tornado that's how I would do it. Like Bill Paxton? Yeah, basically. Like <laughs> Dorothy. Who would have thought this motherfucker survived tornadoes and he died of a heart attack? Fucking Bill Paxton. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. I forgot he died. So wait, wait, so you're a geologist? Isn't that what Jay is also? I think so, yeah. You guys like compare notes and like dinosaur balls? Yeah, that's all the allergy is, is just dinosaur testing. I asked him, I go, like, have you found any dinosaur barns? Like, no. So I'm like, so really starting to think dinosaur barns are a bunch of bullshit. Because, like, how can they be, like, not everywhere? If apparently we were ran by dinosaurs back in the day. I mean, it's just conspiracy theory shit, but that's how I feel about dinosaurs. Hey, you're on the wrong show for that. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway. I would love to explain that to you, but perhaps not now. Yeah, so basically, like, yeah, you you in Kentucky, somebody passed out and or excuse me, died and but like it had a happy ending though. Like you, you all pitched in to give the guy's family yeah. money. So yeah, I mean that's what, not so dark. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's I think like uh, there's always like an opportunity. I think when times are dark and shitty to find a positive, you know, outcome. Right. You know, that's. That's usually what basically the show is based on. I mean, we talk about the things that maybe that we think would could mean changing, but they probably won't. You know, like you're always going to have that shitty sound guy or that venue that is falling apart, and right. like 
you know, I don't know how many of these have, have you listened to any of these episodes, like in general, or yeah, not about yeah. Yeah, yeah, see, like it's 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 crazy everywhere, like mm. like how things are done and how people treat you and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, I don't have a lot of like, this is my only experience, you know, it's the first thing that, that's wild. Yeah. I mean, I, it is wild, but it's also like, it's eye opening. Like, Oh my God, you know? So, wow. There it goes. Pineapple, pineapple, whatever the fuck you're smoking. It's, it's crack light. Crack light. Yeah. I can't handle the full strength. I can't get over your outfit. It's like you're wearing a cheeseburger and like a, a Burger King suit, it's far away. <laughs> it's it's a definitely it's a guitar, but like the hat looks like there's a cheeseburger on it. This is my friend's band, Crow Hunter, out of um, Maryland, and actually, there's yeah, those guys came out and played a handful of shows with us. They're kick ass band. Anybody who's listening, uh, nice. go check them out. I should have worn some band swag from fellow band. Well, Dark Funeral, but they're not from here at all. Haritos is a pretty cool band. Uh. It's not just saying that's paint, by the way. Uh-huh. That's it. I forgot it's backwards. It's weird. That's exactly what I would say if it wasn't just. What thing. are you doing? He's taking his Rock- clothes off. Rocket skeleton witch. Oh, they played in South Bend once. See, like South Bend had like the South Bend had a lot of cool venues. Like there was this place. What happened? Hell. What happened? Yeah, like. Well, I think the city cares about their football team more. <laughs> the than The kids grew up. The kids grew up, and like they care about. There's they're that football team more than anything. Like I drove around with the old. Well, that makes us fucking money. Yeah, but the local me, like it doesn't money. offer much varieties other than going to the fucking bar. Like I almost like I Uber on the side right. Sometimes I'm tempted to like make flyers and hand them to them, but I don't want to get a bad review for like Ubering. But like because there is shows and so there's some things that go downtown like the Rocky Button, you know, and like but they want to go to the shake your ass bars or whatever the fuck they're all called but yeah. south bend like what's that venue that recently closed it i saw eric gales at vegetable buddies like that was Are like a first yes wow see a while back so that's just it's just weird like it just seems like nobody cares about venues and like the old uh i've said it before the old fever building's still for sale but if you got like a couple million dollars you can have it for yourself and it's just a waste. It's like you could fund, I don't know who could fund that, but like you could have your own nightclub there again, featuring national and rock bands, just like you do with your, you know, shout outs or Wayne or other towns that got, you know, venue. This is a big enough town for that, but they don't care. So, yeah. And it's not like I did anything. I went to like a lot of shows that I could. And I don't know. It's, it's weird. Yeah. So I mean, I can't. I don't know what happened. It must. I feel like, as I said, like up here, it's more work, less play. Like you know, all they care about is RVs, and then people in RVs. The only time they want to have fun is like on a Saturday because Friday night they're all exhausted after working twelve hours or whatever their their pace rate, whatever. You know, it's. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't understand myself. It's really sad, but again, that this town only cares about their team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's still Cheers. You know, Cheers has been going strong. Right. I got to a show there. See that Heartsick show there? Yeah. I don't know what day that was. 
they're doing a lot with that venue. They made a ton of changes in there, which is right. like, it's honestly a good, um, like, I feel like there's a market there, right? Like right. there's no competition in town for an actual beautiful. Right. No. But man, there was, there was more than one venue in South Bend aside from that. Well, I guess, sorry. No, wait. Doesn't the arcade bar still do shows? Have you guys played the arcade bar? I don't know. I mean, Jamie probably has. You, you know. never played. That means you never played there. Uh, no, I, I haven't played there. I think we got opportunity. No, wait, we didn't get an opportunity because, like, the I think like a couple people played there, but no metal bands ever played there yet because they don't want because they're thinking of the Notre Dame kids. They want. I think they had like Taylor Swift night. That just shows you like what we kind of like. No. We have, a, we have a bar, and it's a pool hall downstairs, bar upstairs, and it's right actually near my house, South Osceola. And uh, they were interested in having like some entertainment, right? And I think this person like didn't do their research or whatever, and they're like, you guys are a band. You play music. You guys should come here and play music. And I was like, okay. They, it's just a bar, right? You said like down the road. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a pool hall, basically, but it's like a bar, too. And... Uh, okay. In Osceola, yeah. It's Gina's Far East Lounge. Oh, I was thinking like the Sports Time Lounge. No. Sports no. Time down the road. It, we, this was like a trial for them and for us. Uh-oh. And, dude, we were, I mean, we're a rock band, right? Like, the only play so quietly. And we were playing, and this the, the crowd that's there wants to listen to hip-hop and do karaoke and shit like that. Uh so we finished playing. Like I can tell everybody's like, fuck this. Like the bartender's like, can you guys turn it down? Oh. <laughs> so and yeah. Yeah. can you turn it down? Yeah, but like, dude, so we like finished like playing, right? We like cut our set short. We were like, all right, we're still we got paid. Like we actually got paid pretty good, right? They all held up there into the deal. So How whatever. Much paid? I'm curious. I think we got like two hundred or two fifty or something. Damn, you're rich. That's that's a lot in band band funds. Yeah, it was. I can't. I can't. Don't like. I don't remember specifically, but it was like forty bucks. You know, we actually like got paid something useful. Wow. And we were like loading our gear out. I noticed like a couple pictures fell off the walls. There were <laughs> pieces of the ceiling like I'm <laughs> such drunk and shit. I was just like, yeah, this is not a good fit for our band. But it was kind of well, <laughs> at least you tried. I mean, like. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like it's weird when like some bars will try to do that, and they're usually not prepared for it. That's exactly what it was, and I, I'm sure, and they're not having anything after that now, right? Probably not. I mean, do we're a fucking rock band? Like, go to the, go to the website, listen to some of the songs. How did they not know that? Like, I told we told them we're like we're a rock band. Here's our website. These are our songs. Did we're, they want you to play covers like about like for a four hours? They said like, they said play a couple covers. We told them we're all original music, and they said play a couple covers. So we put in a couple covers, and like, dude, it was just like there were like four people that were like vigorously headbanging. And then like, other people just like playing pool, being like, "Wow!" I what feel like there are things in Osceola that could be used. Like again, there was that overtime sports bar, but I don't know if they're open. They Is were having McKinley. Yeah, I think they were having some kind of shows there, and then I don't know what happened. It just didn't work out. I don't know. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. See, like. 
I don't know. Nobody wants to take risks on like original bands, no matter what you are, as far as I know. That's what kind of sucks. Like it's and one thing I've noticed is like it's great all these tribute bands, right? Like yeah. some of them are super kick ass, but like at a certain point, is there like copyright issues? Uh, I don't. I think, think if they record the music and release it, wouldn't there be copyright issues? But if they're well, just being yeah, a tribute band. If they're generating revenue, right, and it gets to a point where, like, that's their full time job, right? They're generating revenue, yeah. they're copying somebody else's songs. Like, I, I feel like one of them is going to end up getting popped for something. You know what I mean? As it happened, yeah. So I'm, I'm sure there's some sort of you know, leeway for that. Got a question for Andy. How do you keep your playing fresh? What does a practice at home session look for you? That's actually a normal question. Good job, Jay. Yeah, that is a normal question. Thanks, Jay. We got away from all the crack and all the other shit. Oh, <laughs> no. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, like, previous to Jay, previous to me, like, setting up, like, my studio stuff, um, I have a little, like, boss, like, five-watt battery-powered amp that, because, you know, I have, like, kids and the family shit happening all the time, right? So, like, I leave my stage where I get practice, and... I would honestly just like, I wouldn't practice that much. Actually, I felt myself getting really fucking sloppy. Um, over the last like month, I've gotten my studio set up. So now it's, I've been learning a lot of shit. Like, I don't know really anything about like music or like theory or anything, but lately, so like typically I try to warm up with like technical difficulties and Curse of Castle Dragon, the parts of them I can play by Paul Gilbert, like warm up with those until. Like I'm, I'm pretty much drilling them. And then I've been learning like the, uh, there's like a minor and then a relative major and you can like play those scales over shit and it makes sense. Third. Yeah. Well, like, third. well, cause like the, the reason I started to learn this is cause like now that I'm like recording shit, right. I'm like, okay, what chord is that? And then like, not just to play guitar, to learn like to program keys and, and different stuff. I need to know what fucking key it is so i'm not just sitting there sure. know, you know what i mean the hot and pack like okay that sounds right yeah that sounds right right so like that's what i've been doing recently is like warm, try to warm up with some paul gilbert shit run through like this minor major try to look okay just like you know key of b right minor major and then move up to different keys and shit yeah that's what it's been lately but like if i hear something badass you know what i mean i'm like okay i'm gonna go fucking learn that you know Actually, that uh, that brings up a point that that brought up for the show. So, like, you got a family and kids, like now, and a pet, obviously. How do you find time to balance it all? Because sometimes some band members get lost in that kind of thing, and then they think they have time, and then they don't, and then they yeah. kind of hold the band back because of family obligations. And so, um, how do you do it? Yeah, you know, it helps that the family is supportive. You know. Um, but like, you know, family always is like comes first. Right. So like that's for that. Anyway, sorry. No, but like that's first and foremost for me. So they're then like all of us in the band, right. We all have shit going on. So like when a family obligation comes up, everybody in the band's like, okay, that's what has to happen. But really, um, time management, you know, like I'm like, all right, I got like 45 minutes here before I got to do anything and I'll fucking go like, so all my shit is right here you know, in my like home office or whatever. So yeah. I'd find time like you can find. So this is something I've noticed and I, I'm guilty of this myself is like, 
like let's take for instance like exercise right like everybody's like oh, i want to exercise i want to like do this or that or whatever but i don't have time that's fucking bullshit because you're sure as shit gonna find time to sit on the couch and fuck off and watch game of thrones or like whatever it is right so it's not it's about making time like being committed to it being like i'm gonna do this and go fucking do it you know yeah yeah that's that's it's yeah like you said it's you kind of have to do it but the family's important but if you know you have obligations to your band otherwise they'll replace you eventually you know what i mean but that's... that actually brings up a question that i was going to ask you've never had the experience replacing a band member then have you me yeah i have yeah we um <clears throat> went through we recently did a transition for a bass player that's a hard that's a hard one it, it is yeah and you know not nothing against you know our previous bass player um there were just you know went went our separate ways still amicable certainly um and that was a challenge you know that that was certainly a challenge um tried you know jay played with us for a bit um and jay had jay shout out to jay jay's phenomenal this is known um but Jay had some other obligations, you know, in the direction that we were trying to go. We were really looking for somebody who could be fully committed. And we found a fellow named Randy Davis who lives up in Michigan. And uh, he's been super kick-ass for us. Like, committed, everything you really want in a band member. Like, contributes, he writes. Like, everybody in the band writes now. Even our drummer somehow managed to, like, put together a song. Shout out to Kenny. Does he, <laughs> but, does he not play another instrument? Aside from drums? So he actually like the way this song came together, he like started playing this like this dance beat, right? And sort of helped okay. stru structure things together in this part. Gotcha. Like he everybody contributes in our writing process, which is awesome because like I feel like the end result is better that way, you know? And it's like nothing is off limits, right? Like if I bring a riff to the table and somebody's like, Hey, let's try it like that. I'm like, okay, cool. Or if like for instance, Jamie will bring some lyrics to the table and we're like, Hey, let's try this cool it works that way with all the instruments so i feel like you know we're constantly writing and um putting shit together and hopefully we're getting a better end result now do you how many times do you practice a week typically twice no shit that's a lot from but <laughs> i mean we're in the like one we're in the like winter when it's not like shows or you know gearing up and shit right. uh, i a lot of times can't make one of our practices because of some sort of family obligation, but we're in like the writing and recording phase, uh, ideally with like a full 10 song album coming out in the spring. So it's been like really paramount that we are all there together as much as we possibly can to like not drag our feet on this shit. Man, we we're slack. We get together like one time a week and then, I mean, we, you know, we also like, just you know, we, it's it's not like we show up at practice and we play music for two hours. Like we're sitting bullshit for a little bit. You know, we're always productive, right. but you know, like hanging out with each other and just, you know, it's it's sort of like a break from everything. You know, you get right. together, guys, fucking rock out some music, write some shit, maybe who knows. So since you started recording, you know, now that you like slowly learn, has that helped? Like, will you contribute to the band, or is that like? is that like a, a problem like no man we were supposed to work on this together like because i feel like with some bands they were gonna think like all oh, the guitar players trying to take over by bringing us this full song you know what i mean like 
in my opinion, like when I do it, it's like, I know what we don't get done and what we could do at home. So here's a song. Right. Because in the past, we would, not use, we would not use our time wisely. And I know how we all are when you get older. It just seems like you're more distracted. And like, so that's why I started recording at home because of that. It's like, I have all these ideas. And if I go there, I'll probably forget them. So anyway, do you no. feel like it's been useful for you? Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, to be deterred, like some of the stuff that I put together, right. It's just like stream of consciousness. Like, and I'm like, I know the band's not going to want to play this. Like I, I need to have like 30 second note bass drums and stupid fucking drums and shit like that. You know sure. what I mean? I'm just getting an idea out. Right. right. But, um, yeah, I said, like, I send all that stuff to the band and there's never any, I'm, I don't phrase things like, Hey, this is final. This is the fucking song. Like we're right. on, you know, right. it, it's a completely collaborative, like flexible process where, um, and everybody's supportive of it too. Like J- Jamie does the same thing. Like Jamie will send us stuff. We're like, all right, that's cool. Uh, don't like that part. This part's cool. Or like, let's try this, this way or whatever. I mean, it just helps because you're constantly hearing shit from each other and it gets everybody thinking about like what their parts could be, what their input could be on the song. So um, I have yet to put something together that everybody's like, hell yeah, that's a song. That one's done. (laughs) I mean, you'll get there now that you recording yourself. I mean, like, I think so. Now, like that is cool that like you guys can actually like, okay, let's say like he submits a song to you and you don't like something. Does he get upset? No. Uh-uh. No. Yeah, we have the we have the opposite problem. Like I'll I'll throw John under the bus. Like <laughs> we have a song that like everybody's listened to, and like oh. the, bass, the bass player, I'll say names, yeah. and our vocalists don't like it. And I've I've told him several times to work on it some more, and like, and he's actually upset that like we don't like it. It's like, well, you gotta. I don't know. Like it, it should be <laughs> upset. Like when I submit something. And somebody says they don't like it, I'm like, fine. What is it about you don't like? And if you have a better idea, try. But I right. won't say I won't do it like condescending, like, well, you should fix it. Oh, no, like <laughs> I don't write stuff to like just to upset people. I'll say if it moves you, cool. If you don't feel it, fine. But like, right. what is it about it you don't like? Like, I don't like I got a lot of more other I got a lot of other ideas. It's not gonna hurt my fucking feelings. If yeah. One one song that I worked hard on a Sunday, like I get like because it's it's personal and it's art and there is some emotional attachment to what you're I don't it's 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 a like collaborative process right so like I mean you know Jamie's brought us songs before and we'll work on them for a month and a half and then realize we got better something's going anywhere I'll bring stuff to the table we'll work on it for a month and be like yeah we're throwing that one in the dumpster yeah, like that's the rule. If it takes longer than a month, then it's not worth it. That's a lot of people can agree on that one. Like, yeah, or I mean, it doesn't mean it's gone, but like you know, you got there's other outlets. Like I have shit that like you know I want to collaborate with a bunch of different musicians on because like I'm gonna write something that's doesn't really fit our band, but like I think it's cool. So I'm eventually at some point gonna be like, hey, like play on this. You play on this. But sure, and do vocals on this if you want. You know, if you feel it, like. And then just start streaming the world with it. <laughs> I feel like that's like, I feel like it's not like Metallica. We're not allowed to have like another outlet in, in my opinion. Like, cause sometimes you can't stop somebody, a creative, a creative brain. 
No. And it like if somebody like if like it like I'd almost want to start another band, but I don't have time for it just to get other means of shit I write out just because but it's like it's just too much work because again, I don't want to audition people and I know people are fuck that. Like what I want to start is like a not another band, but sort of like a collective of just like the compilation of songs that have been composed, you know, with different musicians and stuff and just have different flavors. I don't want to necessarily limit myself to like, I play rock, you know what I mean? Right. Which part of the reason I've been trying to like focus on like learning actual like music stuff, you know, so I can communicate better with other musicians and just be like, Hey, like, let's see what happens and not like actually have a physical band, but create the songs and just throw them out there. And if something sticks, cool. Like, I feel like that's how a handful of bands have actually started. Like, Ghost, I think, was a side project, and then they're huge now. You know, that's because he actually worships the devil. That's how they, that's the only reason they got huge. Have you seen that Devil Daddy song by the drummer of Five Finger Butt Punch? Oh, the the the, the, the I think I said that's a Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a what the hell was it called? Let the sin begin. No, the actual band. It's like. Sexual, psycho, psychosexual, psychosexual. But he had changed it. It's like psycho sitter, dude. Yeah, that is the person. Like, I want to shit your mouth, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I don't. You know what the saddest part is? There's probably a niche for that, and people think that's great. I like, said something about you know somewhere there's some dude fucking. I guess it's something about being high on meth, wearing nothing but a white beard, going home and slamming his old lady through the wall to the song. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna get like I, I I I don't know why. Like I know that guy's talented, but I don't know why he went like and did that. Like it, the, the mask and everything. I'm like, you're funny looking without the mask. You didn't need that. But was like, he the one that also went and became a cop? Yeah, well, I mean, so, there's a... so he went to become a cop, and then he well, left there to come ex- to be. <laughs> that's, that's that, it's funny because like obviously he didn't want to be on drawer anymore. But like then he like squandered his money to start that band. I'm like, you could have done something else with that money. But you know, I'm not in the position to tell X Five Finger Death Punch drummers what to do with their life. But that was it the drummer. It was the drummer. Yeah. I thought it was the bassist. No, you that dude has like a long fucking octopus beard. But no, like he became a cop and probably used that money to start that band. The royalties. I don't know if the drummer gets a lot of anyway. So yeah. Uh, yeah, side project bands that don't sound like that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm gonna so. reach out to him to see if he wants to come on an episode and explain why he does what he does. We'll never hear back from him. Probably not. He is from it. He lives in Indiana, I think. Why do I know that? Anyway, you're a secret fan. Actually, that reminds me. How long do we go live, or how long are we gonna keep it under two hours? Just curious. That would be the goal. It doesn't okay, really matter. If we're, recording, okay, if we're recording the video, it doesn't matter. The under two hours shit was just so I didn't have to make videos. <laughs> oh, wow. We're not on a video now. Do I have time so, to go take a piss real quick? As long as you take the camera with you. <laughs> <laughs> can I just run and go pee real quick? No, you can. It's a prison. It's a prison call. It's cool. <laughs> no, I kind of like this format. Like, Andrew's our guinea pig about this the whole camera thing. Because it's weird because I'd look at this mic and just try to picture what who I'm talking to. That's why I always did the uh, 
What do they look yeah. like? You can't play your game anymore. I like the fact that we can see when people are interacting with us. It makes it a little more. He does live in India. My buddy went to Police Academy or some shit with him. <laughs> Actually, that's not funny. Like, if he really wants that that job, that's cool. That's a totally different thing. You would think a drummer from a huge fucking stadium headlining band stadium stadium headlining band would do. Like, I'm a retire and become a cop. So, anyone out there watching and listening? Do you like this new format that we're trying out? I hate it. Do you like that? Stare at Ed and I's pretty faces? Well, it's sad because my, my fucking camera's like delayed. It's not Where's delayed it? on my end. Oh. You just have slow internet on your end. I have like, I have fucking It took you wide. 20 minutes to download Google. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Well, that's because my, yeah, my computer's like fucking 20 years old. I don't even know how it records music still. The thing, half your uh, screen is covered up by looks like the back of a speaker or something. Well, that's like the, my, uh. Oh. The shooting. <laughs> well, I didn't know you want to see anything else. I don't give a shit. I'm just saying half your screen is covered by it. Well, you want to see that? Uh, <laughs> well, like he's got, I feel like he's got like spirits in his, I see like a thing, like a thing, a wisp of something. No, you'll see like a whistle of dust go by. I'm trying to think if is your place haunted? Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, it's probably dog hair. Oh, then there, uh, never mind. Yeah. Well, we the only thing I think might be weird, not to interrupt, but like I was just when we're talking about certain things, <laughs> the people that just listen to the audio version, be like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> like reading off the random comments. Well, that's and what shit. I thought. That's what I thought when I'm like my uh, interface was plugged in. I'm like, they're talking. What are they saying? Charlie, do you have to go outside? I think this dog is going to shake. Give me one second. Come here, Charlie. Take the camera with you. Come <laughs> here, buddy. Look at that chair. <laughs> That's a cool okay. format. It's What's really funny is our picture at the top kind of matches us now. Like, I'm wearing a hat. You got your glasses, no hat. All right. I'm back. I'm oh, curious yeah. about the guitar up on your wall. I see it's got some colored rations to it. Yeah. I'll drop it. Is signed by John Five. He's um, coming he's coming to town soon. Is he? Yeah, that's yeah. right. We tried to open for him, but they didn't want any openers. But yeah. I don't know how we'd fit that bill really. But Same. we own but what does he do? Like my first show with Praise the Fall and second show, we played for John Five. Who's uh, John Five? Like, I know the name, but I don't know what he plays. Guitarist like, from Marilyn Manson. Rob Zombie. Plays okay. for Motley Crue now. Motley Crue, okay. He looks like a, a mannequin. Yeah, mannequin. He was so fucking nice, too, when I met him. Oh, I heard, I heard he is. Like, he's really just this, like, like, that's what I heard weird. about. It was Sponge, the two of us. They had that one fucking song and then did nothing. But, um, like, the guys that are, like, really good are typically really nice fucking people. Yeah, they're all nerds. Hey, there, there's all... no there's no reason to have to even have an attitude when you're like just kind of still learning, right? But this is some guitar made in Korea. It's a GTX. I found it at a pawn shop in Denver, and I thought it looked cool. So I that thought... is cool. I've never seen you play that or have it. And the reason that I don't play it is because then stay in tune. What's wrong with it? I know a guy. Dude, I have I put a new Floyd Rose on this thing. 
I just can't get it to stay in tune. And the actual, like, the frets on the E string are a little rounded, so the E string kind of slips off sometimes. I could probably figure out why it won't stay in tune. I'm a nerd like that. All right, well, then you can have it. Well, <laughs> you, you can fix it. You can fix it. <laughs> yeah, you can fix it for me. I'll give you three fifty. What kind of Floyd Rose is it? Uh, special. Is that that's, the bad there's one? there's one problem. Those things are pieces of shit. No offense, okay. but like <laughs> they have like the the pieces, the parts in it are it's like pop metal. Yeah, I just wanted to get the one that was all like shiny and cool looking. Is that why I asked? That might be one of the things actually. It sounds but, good. And it honestly like feels good to play. If you had a if you got a Floyd Rose original, it'll probably stay in tune forever. You think so? Yeah, but that's up to you. That's what's on my and I I literally haven't tuned that guitar in like eight months or changed uh, the strings, which I need to. I bet you I could figure it out anyway. So yeah, nightmares of the scene. Like guitars almost stay in tune, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. So have we drained you of stories? I mean, like that's crazy. It's your first fucking band ever. I thought you had bands previously. No, that's how much I know about you. Uh, I mean, I don't know if like. I don't know. I don't like no nobody really knows me that well other than like the guys in my band, you know what I mean? And like I It's funny you keep a low profile though. Yeah. I don't know. Dude, I can't do there's so much fucking bullshit on social media and it's just like I love it. I well, it's just like it's it's always interesting to me how people are so quick to say shit or like you look at comments on YouTube. Oh, mostly yeah. fucking negative, right? And it's because there's no real repercussions for you to say something through your fucking keyboard. It's the same reason that, like, when people are driving, if somebody cuts them off, they're like, fuck you, piece of shit, and this and that. Right. But then, like, if you're walking down the street, right, and somebody, like, accidentally walks in front of you, you're going to be like, oh, 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 sorry, whatever. You're not going to turn to them and be like, hey, man, fuck you. Because there's a real danger for you to get punched in the fucking mouth. And, or shot. <laughs> or shot or stabbed. Shot. Right. And it's like, I can't deal. I like, I I don't like looking through all that bullshit and all that negativity. If people just fucking complain, like I, I'm so I can't deal with that shit, dude. It's a waste of fucking time for me. And I, I have found, I I, yeah, I, I see what you mean. Like I don't really complain. I say some random shit because sometimes you get sick of everybody complaining about something. Yeah, and then I, sometimes I would complain about things that nobody's ever brought up, and then they think I'm weird for it. <laughs> I mean, you are weird, but. Well, yeah, but somebody asked me. Yeah, true. But I don't know. I've found that, like, I don't have any of that bullshit, and I am at all times only concerned with, like, what's around me within, like, 50 feet in every direction. Like, and I don't have to fucking worry about or see anybody else's bullshit, and if somebody needs me, they can call me because they have my phone number. Yeah. You know, that's just, that's how I approach things, because... Maybe that's how I find time to practice. Actually, that is true. I mean, you get off fucking socials, you got time to fucking do shit. Like when I like I used to have it, right? I would be like, "What the hell just happened to twenty minutes?" And I learned nothing. I got better at nothing. Like, just wasted twenty fucking minutes of my life looking at other people's bullshit. Like, so. Yeah, I think you disappeared around the pandemic time. So, like, when that happened, did you feel like the band was screwed? And, like, like how did you feel like the standstill was going to be? I mean, probably not. I mean, we we, we, took, we beat this subject to death during during the last season. But it's always interesting to, like, see, like, 
a lot of positivity came out from like all that because people were just had nothing to do. Yeah, I mean, except you got a crack addiction. Uh, whatever. Well, I mean, it for us, like we had a, actually a really big schedule booked. We had a handful of like local and regional festivals and stuff in Chicago, and a, we had a really, really positive outlook. All that came crashing down, right? And then Jamie obviously got sick. So like for a month, we were fucking worried about, you know, if he was going to be okay. And then his like road to recovery and shit. So once he kind of fully recovered, things weren't quite like opened back up necessarily from a show standpoint, but we just took it in stride really. And we're just like, let's just keep doing what we can control. Right. And what we can control is work on our music and trying to be productive with the time that we spend together, be it like writing songs or like we, I think revamped some of our merch, like just try to stay productive really knowing that like, fuck it. If the world ends and there's no, other like music venues that are doing shows, we can still just have fun playing together. Yeah. That's a good outlook. Like a lot of people, like I said on the show, I think that was the only one that was like productive because everybody else like freaked out. Our drummer disappeared. Uh, John didn't do nothing. Dan wanted to, and he came over a couple times, but like, and then we didn't, we didn't have a bass player at the time. So yeah. Yeah. I just remember like those. And like, when I think about it, like, man, I did a lot of write songwriting for that. Play with my computer, learn how to use all that stuff. You know, it was it was a good outcome. And it's, like, it's always interesting to hear everybody's different story from all that because it was a terrible thing for like all musicians and bands. And and that's what what happened. Did it fall? No, it's just blurry. But that's okay. It's probably ghosts in the room. God damn it! Get out of here, ghost! It's all that smoke, crack smoke. Yeah, maybe I fogged it. It's fogged up the screen. And that's why when I would have ranted about when I we just started, saw it. did you see that he had an orb floating? I that's he said it was dog hair, <laughs> but that's no, what wait. I thought. I saw that too. What the fuck is that? It's behind me. Oh, that's prior camera lens. Oh well. Anyway, <laughs> no, but I. That's the point. I'm gonna throw out. this on ten foil tails now. Oh yeah. We talked about a ghost, so we're just merging up or uh, merging podcasts. <laughs> but uh, no, that's what I was kind of upset about my rant when we first started. Is like, okay, I watched these killer bands I like go on tour, and I managed to make me a Grand Rapids date for only for them not to mention it on the social media. Thank you, Grand Rapids, blah blah blah. But as the tour went on, they mentioned other city. It was kind of like a little off-putting like weird every town matters yeah every town if you're going on a tour and you haven't toured the usa because of what had happened every town matters on your social media because guess what they're there for you they put food on your table they paid for you to be here and god forbid like my friend bought me a vip pass to meet them even though i didn't want to He, he owed me a favor don't ever do that. Don't buy VIP. Like, I don't think, I think that, I don't know. It, maybe opinions vary on that. I, I think it's cool. But for Mr. Big, that's like the only one that I would be like really excited about. You could probably get a lesson from him. Like, like off, maybe not. Maybe he doesn't have time for those. Yeah, he just, that's what he does. He just like sees people and teaches them stuff. But, but like, yeah, that would make sense. But like, I think VIPs are kind of weird and stalkerish. Like, yeah. 
it's nice to give that band a little more money. But like to me, if I'm watching a show and they actually come out and like say hi and shit, just out of just nice gesture, like, oh my God, that's more exciting to me than like, I gave extra money to meet you. <laughs> you're, you're forced to interact with me, right? Yeah. And like sometimes I don't think they're into it either. They, but they have to be because, oh, no, they're not. Like, I just got up early for this. Like, they, uh, they did the meet and greet and then they played like a unplugged couple songs. And I'm like, that's so gay. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, it's like, what's that fucking, oh, I used to have a, BH1 storytellers. I used to yell that one time when a band does that. Remember Opeth? They were playing live and he was like talking in between the show. I go, BH1 storytellers as loud as I could and he heard me. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just talking <laughs> shit now. Season season two kicked off. We're going to get canceled now. <laughs> because of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've described myself as basically a. Uh, there's a word for me. Mentally challenged. <laughs> oh, yeah. Unrelenting. Anyway. Yeah. And now Andrew is blurry. So. Too much yeah. crack. I so know. I guess like. Oh. That's, funny. that's funny. Like we have that option to like just talk to a circle. <laughs> if that person doesn't have a camera. I didn't know how this was going to work. So this is. That's weird. You look like a Les Claypool. Just I think it honestly, I think it's the light to your side that's causing it to blur. Because when you got closer, you cleared up. It was shake. Mm, no, maybe not. <laughs> Here, look at Les Claypool. That's funny. Yeah, I love Claypool. I love Primus. No, look, he's clear. I told you, it's the fucking light. There we go. Oh. Where did that happen an hour and a half into this? Ghost. It's probably ghosts. Ghosts. Is your house new, right? And no, it was built in 99. It's not. Holy shit. Yeah. It's newer, though. That is newer. It doesn't matter. Ghosts can't appear anywhere. Anyway. Yeah, I tried to ninja kick one this week. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. So I guess, yeah. like, I guess, uh, like, uh, probably do a few questions differently. I thought about this. Like, Two things. What would you tell your younger self to do? Like, through your experiences now, what would you tell your younger self? Like, any advice you'd give your younger self? From a musical standpoint? Sure, or band standpoint, or whatever. Yeah. Um, Don't move to Indiana? No. There's no dinosaurs here. Uh, sorry. <laughs> There's no dinosaur balls uh, to fight. Like, maybe take the time to learn, like, chords on the guitar. I, um, I, like, I feel your pain there. Yeah, I like, I started learning how to play guitar. The first thing I wanted to learn how to do was pitch harmonics. And then the first song I tried to learn was Laid to Rest by Lamb of God. And then it went to, like, Cowboys from Hell. And then, like... You know, started trying to learn Paul Gilbert shit. And yeah, that's great because it's hard, but I didn't really develop the foundation. You know what I mean? So that probably, you know, otherwise, like from a musical standpoint, I'm very content with like 
And I'm really happy about the band that we have, the guys we have, like what we're doing. You know what I mean? What what we're working on. Um, you know, we we book shows, and whether the show, you know, we're we're super busy with shows or not. Like, I love the studio. The studio, like the creation process, is probably my favorite part of the whole like ordeal. You know, I hate that. I hate it. Do you guys <laughs> hear that random noise in the background? Like, I crank my headset up, I can hear it. It almost sounded like you remember a fan. Almost, no, it wasn't that. It almost sounded like a. I've seen them up at like the street fairs and stuff. It's like when you get the the Native American people making their music or whatever. That's what it kind of sounded like in the background. Huh? It was like almost like, like the, it was almost like flutey noises. It's not there anymore. No What'd you do? I, I heard it. I don't hear it now. It was like uh, uh, I thought it was a fan. You hear it? Okay, it was. It's a fan. Yeah, I have a little like fireplace fan thing. Okay, that's weird because it sounded like music in the background. Yeah, hair. Bang. You couldn't take that to the bathroom. See it detached. Yeah, it's it's connected though. To something. Oh, okay. So no, like I feel you on the whole music thing. That's probably something I would have told myself too. Because now, like, I have, it's funny. I have to give like some dudes lessons now. Really? I have to kind of, yeah, but like. Well, some, yeah, so I'm learning a little bit of theory, but like the main thing is that your ear is what matters. Like, I don't think you really need to know that stuff no. aside from obviously your ear is fine. If you're able to like it this far and learn shred shit. And, like, like it's cool that you can read for, I think. What's that? Like, the theory is like a tool. It should be a tool in your toolbox. Yeah. But no, I don't want any more students. Sorry. <laughs> You, I'm going to go close the door. Are you teaching guitar now, though? Uh, a little bit. I have a couple students, but, like, one's, like, literally, like, fresh, never played guitar. And another guy, he's he knows some things, but, like, I think he just wants to learn, like, fast licks and shit. And I'm like, okay. But everybody's different as far as, like, what they want to learn. I, I think the main aspect of it is to actually learn how to make a song. Because that's what sticks the most, in my opinion. Everybody's got licks for days, but like a good song is really the foundation of a good. You'll be more remembered. Dirty, yeah. So, my other question, sorry, my other question, I keep dropping shit. Is uh, oh shit, there's a good one. Uh, What would you tell a younger person? Like advice you'd give a young person about stuff? Same thing, you think? Find a better hobby. no i mean i would say that always find time to do what makes you happy um like making a career as a musician is akin to like putting all of your eggs in the basket that you're going to be an nba player because you might have you might have the talent you might have the skills you might have everything you just might not be at the right place at the right time right and I think to not lose sight of like why you want to play music in the first place, because it's makes you happy. It feels good. You know what I mean? Like when you lock in with the band and you just rock in the tits out, like it feels great. Right. And 
not to forget that. Like, cause it can be like, it can be a fucking bribe, right? You're like, all right, we got to drive all the way over here. We got to load up. We got to go deal with this sound guy who's four feet tall and doesn't know how to set up his jobs and all this other bullshit. Right. But like, cause you have good shows and bad shows, but like at the end of the day, they just remember like why you do it in the first place, which is fun. You know, right. I think that in a fun and expression, I would say to not lose sight of that and just keep fucking rocking, dude. I feel like at, there was a point there where I was concerned, like rock is dead. The younger generation like has no interest. They want to do like SoundCloud rapping and like eat Tide Pods and shit. But it's <laughs> like, it has changed. Where like my drummer's son, like just he like picked the guitar back up. He started a band. He's a sophomore in high school. He's got a drawer coming over and a bass player. Yeah. Like, working on some covers like a Radiohead song, like a Green Day song and shit. And I'm like that makes me so happy to see that. Like younger generations. No interest in whatever, like, the newer bullshit is. They want to learn, like, Green Day, like, yeah, Radiohead. The good shit. So, that makes me happy. And that's what I would say. It's like, don't. Nothing. Yeah. That would, uh, that probably reminds me, like, you know, like, there's so many, like, mom and pop shops that were, had closed, like, music shops, you know, like, yeah. where the rock, if you know where the Rocky button is, like, right next to it. There used to be a music store when I was younger there. Like, there was a lot of buildings downtown. And, like, since I'm in South Bend a lot, it's kind of w- weird how, like, it's deteriorated or now it's, like, a... It's, like, like the, the the rock star is really not a thing anymore. And right. like, in the 80s and 90s, right, there was, like, this dream. You fucking, like, get your band together, go on the road, and you just make it. You know, because yeah. so many bands were doing that and had meteoric rises of to, and successes, right? But like, I can't name a band now within the last like ten or like. Let's take um, what's his name? Wolfgang Van Halen's band. Well, I don't know what it's called. Um, Mammoth. Mammoth, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're fucking huge, right? But like, it's not this like rock star rise, right? Like. It's not like, holy shit, that's Guns N' Roses. It's ACDC. It's, you know, XYZ band that was massive. And I don't know why that's not a thing anymore. Like, I guess probably because everything is so digital and readily available. Attention spans are... You know what I mean? Like, I was reading an article that the average song length now is closer to like two minutes and 50 seconds, where versus like 20 years ago, it was closer to three and a half minutes. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I, I I prefer something a little longer, just because not like five just, six minutes. But, you know, if, like if there's movements and pieces. Yeah, a good it. a good a good banger is like four and a half if it needs to be. Like, but yeah, yeah. I think that's like the happy zone unless you're like Tool. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's they're 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 the the odd one out though in a way. Yeah, but no, I don't know why that is. It's interesting. Just like how how the industry landscape as a whole has changed. I mean, you know? yeah, it is it is kind of sad and scary, but like yet there's all these new younger shred people that are like doing crazy things, and it's like okay, so maybe rock, shred isn't exactly dead in a way, but rock is in a way. There's, I guess I can't name I don't a newer. Eat like well, Ghost is considered a rock band to me. I don't know. Rock band Mammoth. People call them metal. Are they, uh... the, the the definition of metal has changed so much. Ghost, it has. Or out twenty years ago, they would be metal, right? But like, 
even for Slipknot stuff is like considered rock. I always been sorry. No, yeah, go ahead. Like that, I always considered him like a a rock band, but they're kind of like metal too. But I considered them like a modern, but they're not together no more. Yeah, when I think of metal, I think more so like I think the lyrics are what categorize or what people use to categorize a lot of music and how the vocal arrangements are. I don't listen to a lot of music that has vocals. Um, but I can see like if there's really harsh vocals, people are like, that's metal. If there's clean singing, <laughs> people yeah. are like, that's rock. If there's clean singing and distorted guitars, it's rock. You know? Mm. I think <laughs> if you have a uh, harsh vocals, some screaming, then you have some clean singing, they're like, Oh, that's pussy metal. Then <laughs> <laughs> they're like <laughs> then they're confused. But, like, even, like, metal as a whole, like, there's this whole, like, I feel like, probably maybe since Korn was a thing where down-tuning, right, extended-range guitars, and, like, <laughs> the exploration of incorporating <laughs> lower-frequencies into music, or into rock music, you know, really exploring the lower-frequency ranges with all the instruments <coughs> has become more prevalent. Fucking dying on air. <laughs> I go. I, I hear what I choke him on the spit. <laughs> I was listening intently to this story, and then some shit just went down my fucking throat. How embarrassing! Anyway, smoking crap. Oh no! Like I remember the corn. The corn thing is like somehow low tune guitars was like cool and like. But it was also groovy. It was like, what the fuck? So, yeah. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the new metal thing at all because I was like listening to Morbid Angel. It's like, that's not how you use seven string, you know, like that kind of thing. But now that I got older, I appreciate what they did. It no, made sense. I think the um, like improvement in like amp technology too has helped because like previously, you know, having a guitar tuned that low, running it through, you know, an amp that can't handle it. it's gonna sound like shit, right? So people yeah. are spearing around with that sound and then toss it immediately because they can't get the sound of it. Sure, and then like, yeah, like give these pick like, up, pickups you know. and amps. Especially pickups was a thing. Like they didn't really have a lot of shit to work with then, but now it's like more defined. That's so you get periphery, you know, bands like that. And in a way, like, I mean, it's evolved. Yeah, like metals have evolved from like. I don't know where I'm getting with this. I had I had a thought, lost the shit. It, it's weird though how metal is more accepted nowadays. Though, like Meshuggah is like huge now, and I wouldn't think a band like that would ever get that big, like ever. But like they're fucking selling out places, and what the hell was that? Oh, my computer just made noise. Oh, uh, but I, I it's a good time. It's definitely weird to me. It's like man. People should have been listening to this shit a long time ago. Now it's cool for you. Fuck you guys. Uh, that's my. That's just my old school way of thinking. Like, I, th I this think was cool. Like, I think a lot of that is because, like, previously, like early two thousands, right in the nineties, you had to rely on like physical media, right? Right. Or your shit had to be on like MTV or whatever. If people knew who the fuck you were. But now it's like there's so many ways to access different types of music that people I think always liked, they were just never exposed to. And so now a lot of these bands that have been around for a long time, they're having late success because people are discovering their shit and be like, wow, they're awesome. And like, no kidding. They've been awesome for a long time. You know? Yeah. Like, like, a 
it's shocking how popular Opeth is. Like, I listened to them when they were like kind of harsh. Yeah. It's weird how fucking huge they are. It's weird because they have like 10 fucking 13 minute long songs. I always yeah. forget there's a band Opeth and then there's Otep. Don't ever say that again. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> One's got the the H at the end. Oh, well, we had, we had a guest talk about the singer too. No, I've I've literally forgot almost all the old stuff because it's been so long since we recorded. I just remember. Well, I, I like to. Go I back never. I never listen to the, the episodes after we recorded it. I, I do just hear what the dumb shit I say. Like, my dad really say that. So I'm trying to be. Now that we're on camera, it's a lot easier to like, not say, less dumb shit, you know, <laughs> on on command. Like, okay, I, I got to think before I say it. Because like he Andy down here is talking to me. I'm not going to interrupt him. But before I didn't have a face to like see. So <laughs> you like this might this might help me with my social interactions. Face. So yeah, that but yeah, that's some good advice you said earlier. I mean, those are the positives. Like like I said, this whole podcast isn't about big dark. We just have all these crazy stories that nobody's ever talked about before. And like yeah. we want to get them out there just to let anybody who cares, like, what's it like being in a band? I'm like, well, it's not always so much fun. Like it's hard like, work. You, it is work. And like, as you said, like driving to the venue is not so fun. Actually, Driving to a place is the greatest thing in the world. Coming back at fucking two in the morning or three in the important, morning. Important correction. Thank you. That is fucking hell, dude. Like, I, that is the only part of that sucks. Like, and after your fucking body's destroyed from right. exhaustion. And like, after eating Denny's and the carb it's like, man, yeah. am I going to pull over and fucking sleep at Walmart? Or oh, I forgot to mention my favorite thing about uh, music venues is sure, when. Sure. You have a show and your set time is like 10 o'clock and they're like, we're going to need you here for load in at 2 p.m. And <laughs> you load your shit in and then they're like, actually, we're just going to sound check you on the fly. And you're like, okay, I'm, why the fuck am I here? Yeah, I, I I feel like sometimes like shows we've done that, like I feel that I don't know, maybe they're just trying to make the uh, national band, if it's a national, like just in accordance to what they want i don't think it's mainly about you but it's also like respectful to the venue and the national act that you'd be here the same time you it's like well i don't get off work till a certain period of time and you know it's like i'm sorry but i'll get there when i get there no offense but like i am like i'm losing money i'm losing money if i left early you know i've been asked to be at a check in at I think it was 2.30 or 3 and the show didn't start till like 8 I was like why the fuck are we bringing everything in we weren't even doing a sound check sound check was a 6 I, I don't I don't, I don't feel like you get yelled at for that shit anymore like maybe if one member shows up but I feel like that isn't heavily enforced as far as I know because they're not going to be like well you didn't show up on time you can't play because then that just dicks somebody out of something you know what I mean like yeah I mean, I think it's I think it's there just to show you that you need to be real responsible. But I don't know if anybody's in. Yeah, I, like I don't know, dude. I get there when I get there, and like if now if they're gonna if they're gonna keep our shit on stage and check us, I'll be there, right? But like, if you want me there eight hours before we play, so I can look at my equipment on the side of the stage, <laughs> right? Both my dad. Yeah, I, I I would think 
No, that's a good point. Like, I would think venues would be a little more considerate about having to. Then, dude, you're like, if you're not going to be on stage, your equipment's in the fucking way of the headliner. Like, pretty it's much in the venue somewhere in everybody's fucking way. Now, some places have, have been pretty fair on time, and I understand they do the, the backwards sound check or the, the back line where, yeah. you know, headliner, then your shit, then the next man's shit, and then they just kind of tear it off. It's less clutter. I understand that for sure, but I don't think those venues ask for you to be at like fucking one PM. As far yeah. as I know, I don't know. That's um, that's uh, maybe we should ask a, vet, a venue owner one day about this. Why? That'd be an interesting, interesting topic. Like, hey, why do you guys do this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, we're getting close to two hours. Probably getting all tired, but is that an A and W? This is a LaCroix. <laughs> oh, LaCroix. LaCroix. Dude, that drink needs like fish so good. Hello. Oh, <laughs> Isn't that like a hipster flavored water? Basically. My wife loves, though. I call it LaCroix. I like, think this one is hip. No, this flavor is liberal snowflake. But, no. Yeah. Liberal snowflake. <laughs> well, hell yeah. Like, well, I guess, like, we'll, we'll wrap this son of a bitch up because. Sure. Yeah, we've had many things to speak about. You, you don't have to leave the chat. We, you can stay here with us, but we're going to wrap this episode up. So, sure. yeah, thank you guys. Everyone no out there that's stuck around, much appreciated. Stuck around for two hours and looking at all three of our ugly faces. Watching Ed smoke crack. This is YouTube is never going to let this video get posted because they're... Literally it's not even cracks. It's a fucking guitar lube. It just looks like a... it looks like a fucking heroin needle. <laughs> oh, that is funny. It's to get in the cracks. I bet it is to get in the crack. <laughs> so no, YouTube. No one on here was doing anything illegal. No, no one said no. any. No one said a bad word either. Algorithm. Now he's dropping acid. <laughs> or pick. Anyway, so yeah, like. Thank you for being our first victim, uh, Andy. Sure. Yes, yeah. Thanks for... Uh, Jay says, good job, guys. Jay said he'd be on here. I thanks. mentioned it more than three times. Hey, shout out to Jay. Shout out to Adam. Shout out to Josh. How do you see Who these else? fucking people? Because I have access because I have the control. Oh, I, I... <laughs> so I can see who's all left comments. Jason, Steve, Mark. Matt, Daryl, that's everyone that's I've seen been on here. Oh, I've I've opened this window. Oh, okay. I I gotta learn this fucking format. Thanks a lot, asshole. Hey, I changed it in two hours. <laughs> I want to test it out. Oops, Corey said uncle. Yeah, he said that earlier. It got posted uh, on there. I didn't see these and things like. Oh, this is interesting. Well, I'm new to this too. We're all guinea pigs about. Oh, I can see the, I can see the comments too. Yeah, the comments pop up on this. That's why I said it's interactive. It'll pop up on the screen. I don't know how to use this thing. That's I, I didn't either. I've never fucking used it before. Oh. <laughs> Josh, I, Josh, Josh. Yeah. Hey. Thank yeah. you guys for having me. Uh, no problem. Nice talking to you fellas. New music coming out. Be on the internet. Oh yeah, like promote your band. Sorry, that's yeah. That's in the plugs. Do we still do the wait? Do we still do the same thing? So you're supposed to send them a song, right? I don't know how this is going to work because if we're doing a live stream, I can't play the music at the unless they send it to me. I can add it to the audio version. Oh yeah, so that's you, what I meant. 
Yeah, so if you want to email me a copy of your song, yeah, we will play it at the end of every episode. That's what we do here at Dark Side of the Scene. We try to help promote the guest's yeah. material. Yeah, yeah, I'll send you guys something. Um, as far as the band goes, got ten song album coming out uh, here in a couple months, which is exciting. And uh, we have a show booked in March in Saginaw, Michigan, at the Vault. Uh, haven't played there. Super excited too. So, yeah, well, we'll see, see you guys out there. Yeah, it is. But this venue looks awesome. You should Google it. It looks really cool. It is. Yes, past, it's, it is past my bedtime. Yeah. What do you? But you got to work in the morning tomorrow anyway, Josh. Funny, silly goose. Yeah. But silly goose. Thank you guys. I'll uh, I'll catch you guys later. Thanks for having me. Yep. Hell yeah, dude. Thanks Bye. for everyone out there that stuck around, watched us, listened. Appreciate you guys. You guys. We'll be back next Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. He disappeared. I said not to disappear. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> Wrap things up here, I guess. Oh, look, we had a... Again, everyone, thanks for checking it out. We'll yeah, thanks Wednesday. for showing up, the five people. <laughs> oh, we, I think we had up to 10 at one point. Hell yeah. So that's like five times the amount of listeners we get. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell your friends. But next week we'll be not just on Facebook, we'll also be on YouTube. And if I can figure it out, we'll also be streaming on Instagram. So anywhere you want to listen to us, we'll be there. You can't escape dark side of the scene.
Suggestions!